Welcome back to another episode of Aikman Bros Podcast. I'm James. I'm Andrew. Hope you guys had a Merry Christmas. Uh, kind of first thing we're going to talk about is how our Christmases were. So I think for me and my wife, holidays used to be very stressful. We were the first ones married. And so all of our siblings on both sides wasn't a whole lot of give. Then when everybody else started getting married, started realizing, oh my gosh, this kind of sucks to do three Christmases in one day. So we spaced it out some. So now we do our family Christmas, Christmas Eve, Eve, and that went pretty well. And then my wife and kids, we do our Christmas, Christmas Eve morning, just because we're usually feeding the animals Christmas morning since others are gone. And then her mom and her dad I don't know what you did after Christmas at mom and dad's in terms of for Christmas Eve yeah you and Julia what what Uh, happened after mom and dad's Christmas well usually she does her dad during Christmas Eve uh, kind of the afternoon went over there and then actual Christmas Eve night go over to her mom's and hang out for a little while and then pretty much repeat the whole thing same thing for Christmas Day and then uh, went over to your grandparents later around like 4 o'clock or so on Christmas Christmas Day. So definitely a busy, busy time all around. And this year with, with our child, he's young enough that didn't really, Christmas morning wasn't really much of a thing because he didn't know what was going on. But Definitely, as he gets older, that'll be another component that'll be added into it in terms of our, I guess, personal Christmas morning that we do, and then on top of everything else in terms of going to all the grandparents and stuff like that. So, but for the most part, it was other than it being a little bit of a rainy Christmas this year. I think we had temperatures in the fifties, but it was on Christmas Day. It was a little little nasty, yeah, out, to say the least. I did chores Christmas morning in jeans and a t-shirt, which was crazy. Yeah, that normally normally doesn't happen. This has to be the warmest Christmas we've had since we've had the park, for sure. So did you get anything cool? Uh, I got a couple books. So one of them we're going to talk to you about. He's such a nerd. (laughs) Talk to you about it in terms of it's called Primitive War. So... It's kind of like you remember a Dino Crisis video game, mm-hmm. kind of like that concept. So, and then Chapter Nine, which is if anyone knows about me, I don't really read like actual chapter books. Yeah, Chapter Nine, it's a graphic novel, probably. So it is not Chapter a Nine, novel, so no so words. It's actually all words, <laughs> all the way up to Chapter Nine so far, and it's held my interest. The only, just to put that in perspective, the only other book I've completely read from front to cover or back cover in my life has been Jurassic Park. Uh, everything else, it's either I skim through it or find cliff notes or whatever in terms of try to just get the Borrow the movie. My wife was in a play, Flowers for Algernon, when she was in high school. He had to do a book report. Instead of reading the book, he asked for the recording of her play. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> that doesn't always work too well because there's interpretations of what the actual book was as opposed to the, the movie, but... But no, other than that, it just mainly it was all about Roman. Roman has more toys now than what 
Yeah, so I didn't really, last few Christmases, I haven't really had anything to ask for. So I just, just get money so I can, if I see a vintage toy I want, I can buy it. But I did buy five square feet of land in Scotland. So I'm, I'm a Lord now. So I told the team they can address me as Lord Aikman. So you can imagine how annoying that already is. And it's just. The first day back from Christmas. It's going to be great. I got a certificate I'm going to frame and hang up in my office and everything. Yeah. But one thing that I did realize this Christmas is watching my kids open gifts, how much I sucked and still suck at being excited about a gift. Like you and I, especially, we don't really have a lot, we don't show a lot of emotion, so we kind of don't get excited, but... All of my kids, boys and girls, open something up. Oh my gosh, this is just what I wanted. Well, that I might be only, the very first time. For my gifts that I gave them. Yeah, so the boys them. love the He-Man stuff, but even even random things, and the girls especially, they get so excited about it. They've never seen that thing before in their life, never knew they wanted it until they opened it, but like you would think that they were faking, but they do very good, very good at it. So... Uh, so kind of moving on from Christmas, kind of looking back at the year, the biggest lesson or takeaway learned in 2021. I guess for me, I've, I've had a roller coaster of a year. So my first child was born in March and then uh, in what, end of August or middle of August, I had a massive heart attack. Uh, so that kind of put things in a little perspective, but I guess, and I'm still working on it in terms of the kind of stress management or however you want to interpret stress and trying to deal with it and eliminate it and all that stuff has kind of been attempting to focus on trying to do that more so after the heart attack. Um, and just, I guess, kind of enjoying day to day and not trying to stress out days, weeks, months in advance over things that I can't necessarily control. It's a lot harder to do than just, you know, flip a switch type of thing. I'm a person that I've always stressed out about every single thing um, my entire life. So I even, I had a pretty heated conversation with my doctor about if she could, if she had any sort of book that told a person that's always been a stress-filled person how to shut that off, let me know and I'll read it. And she obviously didn't have that, uh, any sort of book or anything like that to do that. So the way I deal with stress is I, I check off things on my to-do list. That's how I eliminate stress. I eliminate problems or tasks and that sort of thing. And apparently from Julia's standpoint, that's not necessarily the way that you're supposed to, supposed to eliminate stress. So kind of just. Attempting to take it easier in 2022 and I guess not sweating the little stuff, I guess. But Well, speaking of Julia, you also got married yeah. and building a house. Yeah. Which is getting married reminds me that 21 was busy for me as well. I didn't have a heart attack. I didn't have a new kid, but I did become a pastor so I can marry you guys, and now I'm become a lord. It's like yeah. I'm just kind of checking my boxes of accomplishments. 
pretty soon you're not gonna be able to fit your name on the when you sign documents and stuff. my business card will be a postcard <laughs> no i would say biggest takeaway from the park is just always have to be thinking about what can you do to want people to come back obviously last year we had huge numbers because of covid so they were definitely inflated and then this year numbers were down some which we expected that to happen just because other things were opened up and so just never being content or settling always trying to push the envelope yeah well i think that leads into kind of goals for 2022 is continuing to Trying to make the park the best it possibly can, whether that's adding new encounters that hopefully we're going to add this year or hopefully by the end of the year, switching up kind of the drive-through um, entrance and kind of the orientation of the drive-through to hopefully allow us uh, from a future standpoint, whether that's going to be in 2022 or uh, a couple of years down the road, being able to expand our parking lot and also expand some of our holding pin areas to kind of better manage the the drive through as a whole from a uh, kind of grass management standpoint and all that stuff, getting animals in rotations off and on it. Um, and then, you know, hopefully things work out with the world shipping kind of crisis that is going on with the new pieces for the museum that might come in 2022. So just kind of continuing to expand on what we've already built here at the park, but then also um, adding new things when it makes sense and modifying old things when it makes sense. So we kind of talked a little bit last podcast about, you know, different sort of events that we're hoping to maybe start to, to add to our kind of year round sort of calendar that we have and, so hopefully those are a few things that will be coming also in 2022. But right. just trying to make the, the park as a whole as enticing and inviting as possible for future guests. And we've been trying to work with our producer, Adam, about figuring out what we need to do to get the word out there more. We've never really Focus. done a lot of marketing or advertising before. Yeah. and. 98% of the people that come out absolutely love it. So it's just trying to figure out how to get it in how front of people and how to educate people what we got. And like the family that came to the museum today, they thought that the models, that the dinosaurs were temporary. Like they were a traveling thing. And then when they were here and realized how big they were and that they were bolted to the ground, they thought, are they here to stay? And I said, yes. And they said, oh my gosh, that's amazing. Yeah. So just an example of how even educating the public can help get people to come out. Well, and hopefully, you know, 2022 will be the start of our bed and breakfast type of component here at the park. So kind of a new, a new <clears throat> avenue, um, kind of from a bringing guests here off hours, not normal park hour type thing, but another thing that can technically be offered all year round. So, uh, Kind of similar to the museum where it's not necessarily reliant on a busy season, slow season type of component. So excited right. to finally get that kind of hopefully finished up and off the ground and see what what makes sense for expanding that down the road. And then yeah. um, I was thinking there was something else we were wanting to do this year. It was going to open this year. 
I guess just the weddings in general, just again, just like the park advertising weddings and events and all that stuff, kind of making it more of a priority to kind of get the right. the word out. And now that we have both the, the loft area where you can do kind of ceremonies um, in the park, we also now have the building that is kind of more set up for kind of venue type of stuff. So whether that's a party or a reception for a wedding or, you know, anything along those lines, being able to have bar service there and also catering, um, right. having a place for uh, people to come in to cater events. So, yeah, I mean, it seems like 2022 is going to be a busy, busy year for sure. And that's not a, shouldn't be a surprise to any of us. Our to-do to list never really gets any, any shorter because we also hopefully before the drive through can be moved, the wolf wolf dog complex has to be built. And then at some point we'll have to get back on the fox, new fox habitat and kind of get that finished up. So there's things all across the board that are in the, in the process of needing to get done. And hopefully a lot of those will get done in 2022. Yeah. So I think next up we've got a, trivia question uh and we have no idea what the actual answer is but the question what animal is responsible for the death of the most people in history so i know like in africa cape buffalo are called black death because they kill so many people but hippos, like hippos hippos kill more people in africa than any other animal so yeah. that's africa there's a lot more of the world. I feel like it's some irrelevant thing that we wouldn't even think about, like a bee sting or snake bite or something like that. I almost feel like it'd have to be yeah, some kind of species. I feel like whoever, whoever did this question probably should have had a little more of a, I guess, narrowed down <laughs> concept to the question now that I think about it. Because, yeah, you're right. I was initially going to go with 100% hippos, but that when you take the whole world population in, most majority of people don't live around hippos for them to actually do the most damage. So, thanks a lot, Adam. Yeah. Um, man, I don't know. Because, yeah, like you said, there's probably a lot of people that are like allergic to bees and bee stings, and they actually die from them. Because bees you can find in lots of places around the world. Yeah. Is this like a joint answer? Or are we each going to have a separate answer? I don't here? know, because I'm just now realizing we didn't talk through how do we actually find the right answer to inform the public. Well, I'm assuming oh, that's it. I think it's coming up. Double guess? Mosquitoes. mosquitoes. So which that makes 100%. Yeah. Sense. So mosquitoes kill more than 1 million people a year. Killed over a billion people throughout the history of mankind. So Jeez. figured it'd be something tiny and insignificant. It's crazy what kills we the most we, we apologize to people bees. on the planet. It's also responsible for helping bring John back. Hammond bring back dinosaurs. dinosaurs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hmm. Well, there's your fun fact for the day. Now you know. Stay away from mosquitoes. So our animal this uh, kind of weak is our scimitar horned oryx. 
he actually doesn't have a name yet. Mm-hmm. I just, whenever I go in to feed the bottles at night to our kangaroo and wallaby, I'm, I walk by the different animal pens. I just always call them Ori the Oryx. I don't yeah, think I, I want that, that to be the name. Well, yeah, I just make it up as I go down. Yeah. Ori the Oryx and Winnie the Wildebeest, which Winnie is actually her name. Yep. So that's how I got to the Ori. But he doesn't have doesn't have a name yet. So you can you can be that lucky one and adopt him and get to name him if you want to. Yeah. I don't remember what his annual cost is, but. He's got a pair of the scimitar horns on his head do some damage. Well, for anyone that doesn't know, so a scimitar oryx, it's an antelope species native to Africa. Um, It's actually kind of semi-considered extinct in the wild. So I think it was back in 2017 or 2016, um, they did finally start to reintroduce them into the wild kind of through a process of um, releasing them into extremely large kind of somewhat protective parks, paddocks. And then when they kind of got acclimated to that, they actually did open up the gates and release them out directly into the wild. So I think the last time I looked at that stuff, it was kind of going successful. I mean, in terms of, I hadn't heard anything where they had stopped the program that is doing that to where, um, they were having issues with the ones that they did release in the wild, not kind of adapting um correctly but yeah so they are definitely uh a little more of a unique animal in that regards so there is a large population in captivity of scimitars and that's that's how we were able to acquire one he actually came from a person up in wisconsin i think uh that had them so to a certain extent they are somewhat i guess available in because they would would be in the same scenario as tigers there are more in captivity than there are in the wild yeah but i think it maybe even uh i don't know if they i think the last time i had actually read anything about them i think they officially went extinct maybe in 2000 or maybe sometime in their kind of late 1990s so i mean you're talking now a fairly all the way up to 2016, 2017, you're talking about almost two decades of them actually not being around, actually out in the wild. So, um, kind of a significant thing, but, but no, they, they seem to thrive quite a bit kind of in Southern U S there's a lot high populations of them kind of big ranches in Texas and that sort of thing. So, uh, there is a healthy population that they're able to kind of continue to keep the breeding going. And then, like I said, this program actually has gotten to the point where they will release release uh, them kind of in a certain process so it's not going to overwhelm anything from a, the ecosystem standpoint or anything like that. But it seems like so far they have been successful in kind of doing that. So that's, uh, it doesn't always happen to where, you know, animals that are bred in captivity actually see that impact actually going back out into the wild. So this is kind of one of those rare occasions that the program has gotten so far to where they've actually got to the last stage of physically releasing um, animals and kind of being able to dwindle down the, the reliance that they have on, on kind of humans uh, to the point where they feel confident enough that they can survive out in the wild. That's what a lot of people don't realize in terms of animals that are in captivity 
it's not just a simple process of, oh, let's go free all the animals and bring them back to the wild and open up the gates and they'll just be fine. No, animals that have been generationally born in captivity, they will not and cannot survive on their own out in the wild. They were either seek out areas that have humans and therefore be in situations where they're not supposed to be with farmers or whatever, grazing on fields um, and getting into situations where the farmers actually kind of eliminate eliminate them um, or they get hit by cars, that sort of thing, because they're not used to it. So there is a long process to actually be able to take a group of captive animals and successfully release them into the wild where it's not just more or less a death sentence. So a lot of people don't realize that, that it's not a, it's not a clear, Oh yeah, let's, let's eliminate all the zoos and everything out there and just everything will go back to the wild. It'll be all fine and dandy. That's not how the, it's not how the world works and that's not how the ecosystem works. Um, so, but with them, like I said, it is positive that it is a program out there that can actually get them back to the wild successfully and safely. Right. Yeah. So with the orcs, so we have it's winter time now, so we are starting our winter barn tours, and so some of our drive-through animals need to be indoors, so they have shelter during the winter time. Uh, so otherwise, they'd get kind of scared out of some of the shelters out in the drive-through by the other animals. But so we have different animals in the winter barn. The orcs is one of them. So when you come out to the park on the Saturdays, we're open. You can do a winter barn tour and guide kind of takes you down tells you about the different animals in the barns so you see them up close the orcs is one of those so definitely yeah when you come out come and check out one of our winter barn tours yeah so the winter barn tours the nice thing about them is it gives a, a little more up close perspective of some of the animals that are a little on the skittish side like when you're out in your own vehicle in the drive through the scimitar is one that he doesn't really come up to tours or anything like that so to really get a good look at him um the winter barn um kind of tours when he's in his own stall you can kind of they're solid wall stalls so he feels secure um and we got kind of little slits that people kind of peek through to see him so it doesn't doesn't startle him or anything like that um but at the same time you kind of get a real good look at him and then like i said an added bonus that you get a a little more in-depth uh history of scimitars in general but then also that one specifically in terms of kind of his temperament and where he came from and kind of how it is to work work with them and around them on a daily basis. So that kind of goes across the across the board for um, kind of all of our antelope species that we have here at the park. They would be part of that winter barn tour. And then you also get kind of an in, a little glimpse of kind of where we do a lot of the vet work for a lot of the drive-through animals and also right. kind of that commentary kitchen area that we do all the food prep for um, all the animals here at the at the park as well so definitely should check it out for sure so with that uh, definitely want to encourage you guys to hit the subscribe button and that will wrap up 2021 and we will see you next year later cool story bro